0: Welcome to Connecting the Community Podcast. I am your host, Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking about a place I really like, the Burr House. It has a dual identity. Spinners and Weavers and the Hill Potters Guild use this space. For this podcast, I will be talking with Sheila Hamilton from the Burr House Spinners and Weavers Guild. She is going to tell us what they do there and tell us about their upcoming event. Welcome, Sheila. Well, uh, well, thank you for having me, Marge. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm very glad you're here. Got lots of questions for you. Oh, First, okay. can you tell us about your involvement with the Guild? And I would really like to know, what, what do you do? What do you create? Well, I'm a
1: knitter since childhood. Mm-hmm. I learned how to knit when I was six years old. And so I've always done craft. And I was looking for a place that uh, I could meet with uh, common individuals and learn things and have access to equipment. So I already knew how to spin and I already had basic weaving uh, knowledge and my own little loom. And I found out about the burr house from a friend who lived up here in Richmond Hill and compared to other guilds. Because it had its own space, it was very, very attractive to me. So Hmm. that is how I joined the Burr House Spinner's and Reapers Guild about five years ago.
0: Okay, very good. Can you tell us the history of the Burr House? I know it's a historic property, and there are a couple buildings and a parking lot there. So tell us a little bit about the place. So the Burr House is the oldest property in
1: Richmond Hill, still on its original location, in its original location or foundation. Uh, that's the house that uh, you can see from the, from the road. That is where the historical society, the uh, hill potters and the spinners and weavers started. And then a few years later, they purposely built a foundation for the hill potters so that they would have a safe environment to um, do their uh, firing of their ceramics. And they put the little, it looks like an old church or school on top of that. And that's the what we call the guild hall. So that is where our physical looms are. And that's where we we do our weaving. And then the potters are downstairs.
0: Right. So the Hill Potters Guild does share space with you. Are That's right. Any of you members, both? members, there's, of both? there's people
1: that have moved back and forth. They started mm-hmm. spinning and weaving. Then they went to potting. They went to pottery, They were at potters. They came up and learned how to spin and weave. And uh, we have a few people that right now are active in both guilds. And mm-hmm. it keeps them very, very busy.
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting. So what happens at the burr house? So as I said, because it's a physical space, we have uh,
1: permanent looms that are available for people to use. So I can book time on a a floor loom, a big loom that doesn't fit in my house, Mm -hmm. and I can work on projects there. There are group projects that uh, five or six or 10 or 12 people will get together and say, okay, we want to make a specific thing. We group together and prepare the loom and then we'll we'll weave uh, mm. our our pieces there's also a 100 inch loom which is a u- very unique device uh, and you need two people to mm. actually work that because it's it's too long for a single person and so that's a a group project again uh, at least two people will will put on a warp and and weave something on the 100 inch loom
0: So so how many looms are there? Uh, We have 15 15. floor looms.
1: Hmm. I think it's 15. It might be 13. Um, And then we have a variety of uh, small table looms, Mm -hmm. which are are mostly what we teach on. We have something called a rigid heddle loom, which is a small portable loom. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have five or six of those. And uh, then all the bits and pieces that come with what you need to go on a loom, various reeds and warping boards and warping mills and all sorts of things that um, you guys wouldn't understand if you didn't know what a loom oh, you were weaving. Wonder. Yeah. So, how many members
0: do you have?
1: We have, I believe, it's thirty-five members okay. right now. Uh, some of them are honorary members that have been a uh, long, long, long time mm-hmm. members, uh, and then we have about. 30 active members.
0: Right. Right okay. Ooh, very nice. Are there opportunities for the public to come and see what you're doing to see if they would like to join you? Well,
1: we are going to have some demonstrators on the Sunday of the sale. Mm-hmm. But if anybody is interested, you can come to a Wednesday night, we usually have drop-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're weather dependent. So if somebody wanted to come and have a tour of the Guild or find out more and, and talk to people, uh, they can email us. There's an email on the website, mm-hmm. and I'll give it to you later. Uh, and we can arrange a time for a tour.
0: Okay, very good. Is there a maximum number of people that you could have or not really? Not um, It.
1: It all depends on uh, how active the people mm-hmm. are going to be. I mean, there's times when the looms have been very, very busy, mm-hmm. uh, and there's and there's people waiting for looms, and you're 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 mm-hmm. processing through quickly, uh, and then there's other times when you know there's an empty loom mm-hmm. because nobody's ready
0: to get onto it. Uh, so, yeah, we could have more members. Okay, very good. Okay, before we start talking about this upcoming exhibit and sale. Which I'm really looking forward to. I've got a few questions about weaving, and I hope you don't think okay. they're stupid questions. But
1: there's no stupid I don't, questions. <laughs> I don't
0: know a lot about weaving. So one, the wool. Where do you get the wool from? Well, weaving is not only wool. Actually, okay. we weave. Uh,
1: we weave a wide variety of things. Hmm. Uh, cotton. Yeah. Uh, I've woven copper wire. I've woven uh, fabric strips. I've woven plastic bags. There's any number of elements and uh, fiber or fiber-like things that, that you can weave with. So mostly we weave with uh, cotton yarn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what our uh, the warp or the vertical mm-hmm. part of the weaving is, and then the rest of it, i.e., the side-to-side stuff. Uh, can be a, a, a massive amount of different types of things.
0: Okay. So, your traditional wool or cotton or sheep, whatever it's from. Right. Now, how do you get it to be different colors? Is it dyed and do you do it there? Uh, yes. You can. We do have a,
1: a fantastic book called Spectrum, which is all about natural dyes mm. that was developed in the 1980s. Uh, and it talks about all the different dyes. Uh, dye plants in ontario mm-hmm. and uh we don't die at the guild though because it's an old building there's uh little holes in the floor and it's a very wet process mm-hmm. and we don't want to drop anything down onto the potters that are downstairs <laughs> now, <laughs> now this this past winter we did die at the guild but we did it outside in the winter using snow Oh. So, so it's a it's a specific technique called snow dyeing and uh, you prepare your fiber or your your piece. You put snow on it. You cover it in powdered dye and the dye dissipates down through the snow and dyes your item and it'll it'll mix or blend and separate. It's a
0: fascinating, fascinating
1: yeah. process. And uh, you let Mother Nature do the,
0: the designing. Whoa, I'd love to see that. I'm very aware that different types of snow have different properties, so I'm sure that would affect your final product. Yes, yes, it does. Whoa, very interesting. Okay, lots to learn. Okay, um, I believe that so the weaving is not just on looms. You do weave other things. I've I've had the opportunity to learn basket weave basket weaving from one of your members. Right. So and that was just with reeds and such. Right. So you do make weave other things other than with yarns yeah there's different there's different types of weaving and there's different
1: um aspects of weaving and weaving can be wire weaving Mm. it can be um plastic the it's weaving is all about the interconnecting of Mm -hmm. threads or fibers um, or elements that you can that you can interconnect together so I took a class um, that came through the guild uh, but from a woman named Carol James mm-hmm. who uh, teaches something called sprang, which is a, um, they discovered it and reverse engineered it from fiber and clothing that they found in peat bogs. Mm. So it, it goes back a long way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weaving sort of on a frame, but not the same way. So there's all sorts of different types of things. Now, um, one of our members does wire weaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so using silver and copper wire to create elements and she'll probably have stuff in the
0: sale. Very nice. Uh, I totally admire what is created. So it's uh, my free time and my future life. I will do more weaving. So I, <laughs> I love what you're doing there. Um, so what attracts people to weaving? Like what's, what is the draw? Well, weaving creates
1: a usable item. Okay. Now weaving also creates basic cloth. So it's the starting point for making any clothing uh, and, and that sort of thing. Now, I, I mean, I was fascinated uh, with how things went together and how to make patterns mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. But, uh, But that's it's it's a different form of creating. If you can't paint, Mm -hmm. you can paint with fiber and and mix and mingle and and do patterns and and express yourself creatively that way.
0: Right. Okay. So there are courses that are being offered at um, at the guild. Though I think you're still getting out of the pandemic, correct? Right, right. So
1: COVID, you know, COVID was hard on on everybody and and small clubs and groups. Uh, We are working on and planning to open up our classes to the public again. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have done some small classes for our members, which we uh, will always continue to do as well. But we are uh, planning on opening for... uh, For the general public, again, I know I've had at least two requests from the general public Mm -hmm. looking for classes. Uh, We have uh, a basic weaving class. We have the uh, rigid heddle classes. And then we're going to have some more advanced classes, uh, hopefully, Mm -hmm. in the coming year.
0: Right. Okay. So let's talk about your upcoming event, November 5th and 6th. uh uh, from 10 to five can you tell us what's happening how many artists what type of things are going to be there well it's the holiday
1: sale Mm -hmm. the guild members there's about 15 guild members who are participating and then there's one group so what we did was we there was a special interest group where uh 13 people got together and wove Uh, tea towels Hmm. a specific pattern of tea towels so as I said there's often group projects when you weave it takes a long time to put uh your warp on so you you put a long warp on for multiple things and in this case it was 13 different people coming and weaving the same tea towel pattern but bringing their own colors into it designing how wide things looked how this looked how that looked so there's uh there's going to be lots of tea towels uh and and then I like lots of different things I I bounce back and forth from fiber and uh harder creative stuff I make jewelry Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: there'll be some there'll be there's me and another person another two people that that make jewelry Mm -hmm. Uh, So you'll see a lot of sterling silver and copper jewelry, along with beaded jewelry. We have a fantastic beader in the group. Uh, There are a few people that uh, enjoy fused glass. So Mm -hmm. you'll see uh, fused glass items. Mm -hmm. And then a vast array of uh, fiber and fiber-related items. So weaving, knitting, crochet, uh, all of... Uh, felting. So felting is you're, you're making a cloth or a, a an item, a 3D item, uh, not with we- intersecting uh, fibers, but sort of matting them together. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of us that do that as well. So we've made a bunch of, uh, I've made a bunch of little Christmas figures hmm. that you'll be able to see. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that'll be there. Uh, there's hand spun and hand dyed yarn. There'll be some woodwork, and there might be some baskets. Not necessarily the traditional woven um baskets with reed, but a coiled coiled rope baskets, hmm. which is a slightly different way of of making the structure.
0: Hmm. So, but there will be like mitts and hats and shawls and tea towels and yes um am i missing something that uh hand towels um sweaters hot mitts sweaters
1: uh let's see wall hangings wall hangings possibly um a lot of placemats yeah, uh, I made a whole bunch of little—I uh, call them cocktail carpets. They're little mm-hmm. coasters, okay, and uh, in different uh, and fun colors. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there. There's going to be there. It's a—it's a long list. Of pillows.
0: Yep. Okay. A lot so, of shawls. A lot of Shawls. Okay. So it's uh, November 5th and 6th. So you mm-hmm. uh, get you started with your Christmas, Christmas shopping. Shop. Uh, Holiday shopping. Uh, But I also, I always buy myself something. So I think that's a good habit to get in. Uh, It's buy yourself something, put away some really unique gifts. I really do support this idea of buying something that is local and creative. So this is definitely an opportunity for that. If you do think, I don't want to buy anything, you should still come and just admire what you have as well. So it's just, uh, you look around at what has been created and you, Feel very. It really feels good. It just wow. There's some great things that are being made right here in Richmond Hill, the vicinity, in our community. So, uh, thank you for for doing that. And I hope uh, we have a great attendance. There's been a real people really are looking forward to getting out to these things. So I think uh, I I think you'll do very well. We hope so. Anything else that you wanted to say about your the spinners and weavers about the sales? It's going to be diverse,
1: it's going to have a lot of interesting pieces in it, um, if you are looking for local items, some of the uh, yarn was spun from f- a shop, a flock of sheep from up in Stouffville, mm. so it, it fits into that hundred mile yeah. radius uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm and there's uh there's a vast array of things they're not people that tend to sell widely mm-hmm. so you're gonna get an a unique perspective from hobbyists but that that love their craft and have decided to put some of their creations into this sale
0: very nice i like that okay we end the podcast with this This for all of our guests Name one thing you really like about this community. Well, I haven't lived in the community very long.
1: Mm -hmm. I only moved up here in December of last year, but I have to say I really like all the trees Mm -hmm. and the trails that you can walk on. And really the reason I moved up here was to be closer to the art scene because, because Richmond Hill has such great support for artists and creators.
0: Very nice. I like to hear that. And the trail system, I am so fortunate that I actually get to walk along the trail to get to your place. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So we will see you then. Thank you, Sheila. This was a great, uh, great conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing you on November the 5th. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.